This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of the world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Ruddog! And, <laughs> oh, thank you, uh, um, Periel, for that laughter. And wherever podcasts are available, this is Dan Natterman. I'm with Noam Dorman. He's the owner of the ever-expanding Hello. Comedy Cellar, now... Uh, with a new room expected in two more years or so at the on Sixth Avenue at the former McDonald's, and we have Periel with us. She's the producer. Some call her the producer. Some call her just the the uh, you know, Interloper. booker, the booker, and uh, and uh, on air personality, and also Nicole Lyons behind the scenes with sound. How is everybody today? We're waiting for Zach Zimmerman. Uh, did you give me a bio for Zach? Uh, I didn't, but I can. Well, Zach Zimmerman, uh, he, you know, he'll, he can explain yeah, why he's here. He wrote a book about growing up religious, Christian, I believe. Uh, so uh, it's, good to, it's good to have a little bit of non-Jewish energy on the podcast. Z- Z- Zimmerman's like uh, German, not Jewish? Yes, yes. You recall the Zimmerman telegram from World War I? Maybe you don't. World War One? Yeah, there was something like the Germans tried to get them, promised the Mexicans that they could have the United States if they... Something weird like that. But anyway, <laughs> it, it had nothing. But the Zimmerman was not Jewish uh, in the Zimmerman telegram. And there's another comedian, Zimmerman, is not Jewish. There, and there's one that is. Um, but in any case, um, Noam, uh, I have a couple of announcements to make. Number one, I started drinking coffee because I've heard that it has great benefits, not just mental health, but physical health. It's good for uh, Alzheimer's. It's good for um, certain cancers, apparently, and for um, heart Heart, uh, heart functioning, you know, cardiac that health. That's what I've read. I didn't but know four, any of that. Four, four cups maximum. Uh, I only drink one because I'm new to the whole game. But uh, it has been a welcome addition to my life. Now, is it? What if it's decaf? Well, no, decaf doesn't have those benefits. It's got. I mean, uh, so caffeine, the caffeine has the benefit. Caffeine and Can there's you get some caffeine other, in other sources. Yeah, but there's some other things in coffee too. But the caffeine is w- one of the main things, and then there's some other elements and other. So it's like a superfood, it has got. It does. Well, that's what I've read. Um, what? How do you? You know, blueberry it? coffee really uh, is all you need. Well, I I I have been drinking it iced coffee because it's summertime, it and okay? oftentimes I'll drink a mocha because it's there's no better flavor that I've. And dark chocolate is good for you too. A dark, little dark chocolate, chocolate is good for you as well. They say seventy uh, percent cocoa or more. Are you making this at home, or are you going? I, I'm just going. I know. I there's a Kosar's bagel right near me. Um, I believe they have a few a few locations in New York. It's excellent, and their coffee is excellent. I don't like Starbucks. It tastes like it's burnt. Starbucks is disgusting. That's not even coffee. Whoa, 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 whoa! But wait a second. Mocha is just isn't that all sugar? Well, I I don't exactly know. It's dark. Chocolate, I think. Uh, yeah, it's probably not as healthy. Do you put mocha. sugar in it? I don't. The mo- mocha has sugar in it. No, mocha has sugar. mocha. Is it mocha just the coffee with? But no. the chocolate. Dark but the chocolate, chocolate has no. sugar. But in dark it. chocolate doesn't have a lot of sugar. That's no. why it's bitter. It's not dark chocolate. It's like the stuff that like we make Benny's like. No, that's chocolate. hot. That, that's not dark. That's not. Well, I don't know what they put that's in. That's what they put in when you. Oh, go- calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll buy some dark chocolate, like some like some special like lint dark chocolate yeah, sauce. It won't be, and I know what's in yeah. it, and I can put it in my. Coffee. Anyway, you can have a little sugar; it won't kill you, for God's sake. It's bad for you. Well, one has to balance out the effects of the, the positive yeah. effects of the coffee. Dan cut out sugar. I didn't cut out sugar. Who told you I cut? You out told sugar? me you no, stopped drinking down. that ginger cut beer. Down it... on sugar. Okay. Cut down on sugar. Dan's thin. He doesn't have to worry about sugar. Well, sugar's bad for other things. Inflammation leads to all sorts of things. Psoriasis, which I have very mild, but well, I can't worse. seem to get it, rid of it. It, it could pivot and get And worse. also, the Alzheimer, once again, they say is... You said it already. I hope you remember. I remembered, as I said. <laughs> Alzheimer, uh, sugar's bad in terms of 
because inflammation. I, I, I should have hit that joke differently. I should have. I should have acted like Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know that's the know. Uh, the esprit de les, de l'escalier. Um, right. That's your favorite expression. Uh, my other announcement is I've started for the third time trying to read Crime and Punishment. I think I'm going to make it this time. Once I tried in high school, and that wasn't going to happen because high schoolers shouldn't be reading that book. It's much too sophisticated for them. And I don't know why, as Noam and I were saying prior to the podcast, they make high school students read shit that they're not going to enjoy, mm. and it's going to be a chore, and they probably won't fully appreciate it. Yeah, the, the high school, the high school uh, uh, curriculum for literature is above the heads of where I was in high school, and I wasn't a dope. Um, I, I read some Hemingway not that long ago, and I, I just couldn't believe I had been expected to understand this in high school. I just couldn't believe but What value is there really in reading? I mean, we take it for granted that reading enriches you uh, intellectually, but is that really true? I um, think so. You know, to read, uh, well... Uh, I, well, I don't know about for girls... Oh uh, or, really? But um no, I said but like I, my son Manny who's who's 10 has been reading Philip K Dick Oh, the sci-fi uh, uh, um short stories and we read I read we read out loud uh Nightfall which is Isaac Asimov's short story. Mm-hmm. And these are these are quite literary and, and quite good and but he's enthralled by the stories. Uh there's some symbolism in them but you okay Dan? But yeah, not a lot. Now, went down now, 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 I don't know if girls take the science fiction the same as boys, but... I don't think generally they do. That's like, basically, you know, it's like, for them, it's like, it's like heavy metal music. You know? It's yeah. mostly a guy thing. But there, there, my only point is that there is, there, there is literature out there which is quite good, which young kids will respond to. And, uh, but will it the enrich also, them? The sun also rises. Is, by the way, uh, of mice and men, I thought was I, I enjoyed it. I, I it, they'll enjoy it, but will it enrich them? Like wh- what? What is To Kill a Mockingbird was good. We like that. But now. is this these, can't read that anymore? Even if a kid good. enjoys these books, does it make them smarter? Does it enrich them in any way? How does it? How is reading? Why is reading even something that we? make kids do is is it really yeah does it really make you smarter yeah i don't yeah i don't know if it makes you smarter but i think you've that, read a lot <laughs> i think that i'm going to ignore Noam. i think that um if you can give a child the gift of loving to read it is incredibly what? like it's it's a val it's something that continues on your whole life to get lost in a book i mean what's more amazing than that. I think it's good for their imagination. I think it's good in terms... I don't know. I just think it makes you think more critically. I think it gives you time to figure things out and you learn things like suspense and story and narrative. I don't know. Well, that's good if you want to be a writer. Well, even if you don't want... it, Doesn't it give you a better understanding? It creates empathy and all sorts... Well, there are books that I guess there are books, of course, that teach history, like All Quiet on the Western Front. Even though it's fiction, it teaches you a lot about the First World War, so I could see why that would be of value to a student. Just reading in general, I don't know. I no, mean, I mean just reading in general. Well, I, I think yeah, we no, no, I'm asking something no, to no, say. No, I don't, so. I don't mean to interrupt you, Perry. I'll go ahead. Oh, well, no, we, no we've, we've said what we need to say. So, I just in, in no particular order, first of all, writing is an important skill. Mm-hmm. And uh, reading is... The more you read, I think the more likely you are to be able to write well. That's for sure true. Okay. Um, I think that good literature, you know, uh, enriches your 
way of looking at the world. It, may, it causes you to think about things. It causes you to view, uh, by viewing a story and, and uh, uh, the conflict that characters have, you begin to think about, like, for instance, The Scarlet Letter, which I never read, but I know a lot of people who had read it had a lot to say about what happened with Louis C.K. You know, yeah. so there's this, you know, um, and then um, if you have a curious mind, as you read various stories that have different settings and different uh, times and places, you you learn about those learn times. about the world. I mean, you you can make the argument: What does it all matter? We're all going to die anyway. Right, well. You know, you can just sit in your room and play video games. Uh, Curious, and, and, you, and you know what? You know there there is something to that for certain people who are not interested in that. Um, you're right. Like, why do we force them to to do it? Well, I do think, and some I know some smart people are not interested in reading. Mm, most smart people are interested in reading. I think that the well, I don't know the that. foster the fostering of a curiosity is a good one. Like that's true to be curious about other people. Well, how about a good and, documentary? Can that? I mean, that obviously carries value. Yeah, too. sure. It's not the same thing as reading, though. There's something about reading that is singular and important. I I mean, I th- I think it teaches it's so many skills. <laughs> Well, you know, is that supposed to be funny, or it, you? It does, I suppose, enrich your vocabulary, which is something I never cared about. But Noam seems like, for some reason, Noam is like interested you know in much, having a vocabulary. Good, well, do you know how much fun I have pointing out when Periel uses wrong words incorrectly? Oh, nothing gives you more pleasure. And you, I, t- t- all the reading I've done <laughs> makes that worthwhile. Like to to think that I would I wouldn't know how to use certain words that she doesn't know how to use well you know i i uh what about what about um i have a normal adult vocabulary and i feel i feel no need that's not true your vocabulary is so much more sophisticated than the average person whatever my vocabulary is much more perspicacious i I feel i feel no need to i the last thing in the world i feel a need of is learning more vocabulary okay i i the cormac mccarthy died yesterday that's correct now i had just happened to be reading all the pretty horses yeah, I read all the Pretty Horses. I read uh, Stella Maris, and I read The Passenger, and I'm reading uh, wow. Blood Meridian. Well, you really read a lot of his books. And um, I just got into him over the last few months. I didn't even know he existed, which apparently is crazy because he's very famous. But I had no idea he existed. Okay. And yeah, he is. I mean, I've heard of him. He's famous. Yeah. Talk about a vocabulary. I cannot get through a and I'm not, and I'm not being hyperbolic. Are you, you know being glib? Uh, it's like when you <laughs> inject somebody. I, I'm not being hyperbolic. I, I cannot get through a, a paragraph or maybe three paragraphs without having to look up a word that he okay. uses. And every word he uses, I want to say, oh, why did you use this word? It's the perfect word. Right. Well, you it's know, not the perfect word if you got to look it up and, well, ruin, and ruin the rhythm of the reading. It does Well, fair. You, you could say that. I get that. But I enjoy it because I'm learning... Not that they stay with me anymore as I get older, but, uh, uh, you know, ostensibly I'm learning these very, very precise words for many things in the world that I didn't know had precise words for them, you know. And um, I and I enjoy that, which is and, fine, and, except when you use it in a conversation and no one understands it, and they think you're being, uh, you know, um, kind of arrogant. Well, or bra- bra- brag, you know, I, boastful. Knowledge is its own reward. Okay, fair, fair. Knowledge point. is power. 
Yes. Anyway. <laughs> so what words have you learned? I can't remember. I can. I, can, I can't remember. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, the, 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 like the frizza. Is that the, 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 the hammer on the gun that you pull is. I, I can, I'll, you know, and I'll make a list of them for next week because on my Kindle. Well, that's like a technical term that a gun, yeah, a that, a gun, that any words. gun person would know. I suppose yeah, th- there's a uh, uh, there's a lot of words um, I, on my Kindle. Yeah, you can, it, it's, you can look it up. It stores every word that you've looked oh, up. Oh wow, that's cool. So I will bring in the list of words and I'll and I'll test that's everybody That's really on the words cool. I, didn't know. I love that, Dan. You know, I I'm surprised a little bit because you've written a book. Correct. I didn't say writing, reading isn't fun. I said, why is it a subject? No, in but and and I think that you probably would also say that you're particular about the words that you used in the book. I mean, it's and yeah, also I, on stage, right? Like well, there, I use words that people are. I hope people will understand. I don't go out of my way to use a word uh, that people that most people don't know. And furthermore, um, I pr- usually you can use a couple of words and get the same point across. As you know, I mean, if you really need to make a precise point. I don't know that that you know um, you, you know you're missing anything by not not having a vocabulary like William F. Buckley Jr. Well, perhaps uh, uh, speaking and, of- and you know he he usually I mean he would use words it was kind of like his shtick so it was kind of funny you know Buckley I know him you're, you're I had my Kindle open I'm, I'm trying to see I, I, there was a word that I read yesterday in this book about Israel that I felt I should have known I'd heard it before but I couldn't remember it. Um, and I, I, if I if I could get it, uh, maybe when Perry all's talking, I'll 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 look at it. I'll try to find it. But <laughs> so so what else? When's Zach Zimmerman? Uh, he'll be here shortly. What it, time is it? In the meantime, um, Noam, uh, any any feedback on the new website? Are people loving it or nobody? Well, there's there's a whole thing because um, we 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 didn't. It's not totally populated with pictures, and people are uh, they're upset. They're not represented on the in the in the yes. In the, um, but they're upset. But um, I think, what do you think about it? We invite everybody to go look at it. I mean, you it. know, I like it. You know, um, yeah, I, I, it's nice. And um, I mean, as far as the slideshow is concerned, I'm in one picture, but I didn't send in any pictures. Um, but I don't expect to be well represented in the slideshow because I'm not well represented on the schedule. But um, oh, brother, but you're, on, you're in the slideshow. But I'm in the slideshow. Um, I think Zach Zimmerman is here. Is Zach here, uh, Cole? I yeah, it's a, ni- it's a nice uh, website, you know. Um, but it's not it's not intended for me. It's intended for the customers. Right. Oh, you my know. God, so, Gary. Uh, again, you know, uh, if it enhances their experience, uh, then that's really the, the uh, most important thing. Well, don't you think it's much better? I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, I think it enhances the experience. I think it's you great. Know, I think the customers will enjoy seeing all the pictures of all the celebrities and all the comics that that are on the slideshow, that's the best part of it, really, right? I mean, that's the everything else is a little bit cleaner, a little bit more slick. But yeah, I, th- I think it presents the comedy seller in a way. First of all, the the, the websites of the other clubs are so terrible. Uh, um, they they just have. Uh, can you can you bring up? Um, I bet I guess I shouldn't do that. Well, but it, you already it, started doing it. You might as well go all the way. No, no. But if you go to the if you go to the websites of the other clubs, not that I think it matters. They're, they're very like uh, strip mall. Uh, template. If anybody knows about web designing, you, you, you can just download templates. They're like uh, content management templates, and you fill up. But I the, think it's great. The seller website, as we're doing it, is uh, replete and filled with um, like a lot of candid shots. Uh, you know, people that you wouldn't expect, like 
Jim Norton hanging out with Robin Williams and, and Billy Crystal and people having fun. Group, you know, just like it, it's, there's a lot of stage shot, but it's more offstage shots. There's John Lasker. That was which, great. Yeah, we'll be back. So now the, the slideshow is not ready yet. Aside from what I'm talking about, they're supposed to um, allow me to have parameters. So, for instance, when there's group shots like that one, I want to linger on them a little bit longer to give people a chance to identify who's in the shot. That's great. Um, it's a good idea. And I also want to add little s- snatches of video that I have from like '90s VHS video. So it's so it's not quite where I want it to be yet. Uh, I just got so fed up waiting that I that I just put. That's my daughter with Kevin Hart. Um, it's like Dave Chappelle, Ray Romano. There's Dan, Dan Natterman. Natterman. Uh, there's Liz pouring alcohol into Ari Shafir. Like, who is that? Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, um, That's great. Charming Rich Voss is Jay McBride. So, like, you know, it, it, it it's me and John Mayer playing guitar. Um, there's uh, Louis. So, so anyway, so I, 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 just, I just think it really presents the comedy cellar as, like, the community that it is. That was really the, the intention. So, I don't know. So, go ahead. Introduce Zach Zimmerman. Some people don't know about me. I have that disease where you can't uh, remember people's faces. It's called narcissism. <laughs> affects four out of five queer people. It's really serious. And one of the main symptoms is you Google yourself a lot. So I'm very aware of all the Zach Zimmermans in the world. There's a Zach Zimmerman in Tennessee who wants to be an actor. I don't know what you're doing in Tennessee if you want to be an actor. There's Zach Zimmerman uh, who works in tech. But the biggest threat to my brand is a fictional Zach Zimmerman. There's a fictional Zach Zimmerman, the main character of a self-published novel called Wet Goddess. By Malcolm J. Brenner. This is all completely true, and I'd love to share just a little story time about why this might be an issue for me. <laughs> Wet Goddess by Malcolm J. Brenner. Literally, chapter one. My name, please get this right, is Zachary Zimmerman. Uh-oh, okay. And before I level with you about Ruby and me and all the strange, sad, and beautiful things that happened to us, let's get one other detail straight. I never intended to fall in love with a dolphin. (laughs) So speaking of, we talked a little bit earlier, Zachary, you were in here about literature, the benefits of literature, and why we make students read books. Not that reading books isn't fun, but why is it, it, but why do we make kids do it? Um, And uh, we discussed that. And anyway. What was the thesis? Well, I said, you know, I mean, reading is all fine and good, but why is it a topic in school any more than watching documentaries or, mm. you know, I, um, but, but uh, the, the conclusion was is that reading can introduce you to different times and places in history. If it's a historical book, it can teach you vocabulary, of course. Um, and it can teach it, you curiosity. And, uh, well, maybe and, it can teach you curiosity. Maybe. I, think, I think it does, and I think it teaches you empathy. And if you want to be a writer, it, it helps you become a good writer. They do say people who read novels are more empathetic, and I think that's been oh, shown. Well, it like might well be. Study. Well, this is not a novel. Well, you know, but, but cause effect is hard to... True. To, I think they promote deep thought. Like, you can learn a lot from a doc- documentary, any sort of uh, one-way communication where you're just passively consuming mm-hmm. it doesn't require as much of you. But when you're reading a book, it, it, you have to be more It may active. well be that reading a book is, is, is good for your brain in terms mm-hmm. of its exercise. So we've talked a lot about in this show about Alzheimer's and how to keep it at bay, because some of us are north of 50. Uh, but in any case, or even north of 60, but in any case... I'll remind you of your jokes if it Thank you very much. <laughs> that. So uh, I don't know. They say learning a second language is good for your brain. I don't know if reading is in general I'm good sure for it brain. must be. Anyway, uh, but Zach Zimmerman has himself written a book. 
it's not a novel, but it is a book. It is a memoir. Is it hot in here, or am I suffering for all eternity for the sins I committed on Earth? Uh, a quick but uh, dense read uh, coming in at <laughs> 148 pages. Clean 148. So get them in it, and out. It's, you get, it's, it's a quick, quick read. It caused uh, some drama. Initially, the page length caused some drama because in my mind, I was like, a book is 200 words. It has to be, or 200 pages. It yeah. has to be 200 pages. Right. And the publisher was like, we can make it 200 pages. And then they made it 200 pages and they printed it and it looks like large print font oh. or like people who have difficulty reading. Well, I, you <laughs> so know, some people fine. enjoy a quicker read. Um, and take your time. There, It jumps all over. Look, uh, uh, um, uh, the Old Man in the Sea, I think, is about this long. A shorter, I think. Considered no? uh, one of the great works of literature. It's a short story. And people are saying that about you know my the, book. Actually. You know that novels are getting longer. Like you know, in the old days, people wrote. Uh, great Gatsby was like 200 pages. Um, and I think Of Mice and Men was pretty short. But nowadays, people. I just, just like, just like the sizes of soda. So too the size. Well, it's t- the t- I love the a little tiny getting soda. novel. Anyhow, is it odd near? Am I suffering uh, all eternity for the sins I committed on Earth? I don't know the answer to that question either. And I've asked myself <laughs> that in, in in not so many words. But welcome, Zach, new author. And uh, do you know what the word C A V I L means? C A V I L Cavill. Is that like a Mediterranean restaurant? Is it like something like, like a fast a, casual? Is it uh, well? I I I know that in oh. French, en caval means you're you're on on the loose. You're 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 like you're cavalier, fle- right? Mm. Well, I don't know if that's where it comes from. But I know what you you're meant. fleeing. You're you're you're. Sounds you're, a little like cobble. You're on the loose. Like you're you group. know you're like a, 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 a no. Fug- isn't it a fugitive? Isn't it, so isn't it to make like, but sort of like petty objections. She looked it up. <laughs> she, she, didn't, she didn't even have the, 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 the enough reputation to even for a minute. Yeah. So, so this is an example of a word. I read it yesterday. It came to me. And it says, uh, he, says he, he ignored their cavilling, I guess. I don't know. It makes petty or unnecessary objections. They caviled at the Now, that is a good word. That's a good. That's a good word to describe something that you do put up with. We're talking about why would somebody use a fancy word and why do I like? Because that's an, that's exactly the right word. Oh, you like a fancy word. But I but like again, I like it when exactly I, the right word is only is only word. any good if people understand it. That right. that's Dan's point is good. Nobody's going to know what that means except for me. Right. So I might have to depending on my audience, I'll explain it to them. But the point is that there are, there are big words which is there's another word that which is just thing. as like good. Germane. You can just use like bespoke when you can mm-hmm. say custom made. Mm-hmm. That, that annoys me. There, but germane <laughs> is there any is there any need for germane when we can say relevant or pertinent? Uh, I don't know. Jermaine might have a different context. I'd have to think about that. But anyway, but the word cavil, like, like stop your petty and unnecessary complaints. Like, like it's, it's a good word. And so if I'm reading it in a novel and then I look it up and I realize at that point, I'm saying, no, that's, I, I appreciate him using the mm-hmm. right word and he's getting, I'm getting better by reading it. And, you know, there's always this little trade off. But I don't, I don't find it to be um, pretentious when I realize that it, actually the word is perfect. That's all. Mm, mm. There's Can a I guy on, a going on Twitter. Well, uh, anyway, let's talk about Zach's book. No, no, I want to talk about this TikTok I saw. Now, you went, to, you went to an Ivy League school. Princeton. He went to Princeton. Zach, guy. The, goi, the most goi, the most non Jewish of all the. Uh, we had a Ju- Center for Jewish Life. Yeah, I know, but uh, nobody attends. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Zach and Periel have the same color nail polish, both black. Oh, yes. We're we also in, have we're in the morning. same litter. Agent, I, I sent Jamie yesterday. He he wants to know where your proposal is. So it's on a plane. You, you have a you have a clip recently on Instagram. I forget the joke now. It was really funny though. What, do you want to know what kind. it was? 
I, I mean, I post all the time. Give me some. No, that, yeah. that we, we posted or we're, we're about to post it. We, we, oh. we clipped it for you. I'm sure we, we wouldn't do it without you knowing about it. Then it hasn't happened yet. So anyway, so I, so I just, I, I, but I, I guess he sent it to me first to approve it. Then they're going to send it to you. Oh, okay. It was really funny. And I sent it to Jamie Kerchick because he, he's the one who recommended you here. Oh, the writer. Yes, Jamie. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. New book out or relatively new. Yeah. Yeah. The secret, secret city about, um, gay, gay, uh, gay, uh, gay uh, yep, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here two years. Is that crazy? That's crazy. It'll be two years in June. So he was. He says he wants uh, uh, like royalties for your royalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look. Well, you look. I'm going to look up the clip. So, so go. Actually, can I say? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. So Joyce tell, us, Carol, tell us about the book. Tell Joyce us about the book. Carol Oates says a quote warmly engaging memoir in the guise of stand-up comedy, a bittersweet sort of humor, droll and self-aware painfully yet funnily candid a voice of disarming Look, I, I don't read blurbs intimacy. i don't read blurbs i don't read blurbs stop with your blurbs <laughs> can i see that joyce carol oates wrote I, I don't blurb? read blurbs blurbs are, you know, was she a professor at princeton or something she taught me in a class at princeton but everybody <laughs> knows that those blurbs <laughs> finally that degree paid off everybody knows those blurbs are bullshit no that's not true you need blurbs <laughs> well, yeah you need the blurb and the publisher it's, says look give sort me a, of blurb. a pyramid first of all you need you're, you're dismissed. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I connected the dots too late. I had no idea. What? Okay. <laughs> the first snap. I was one. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, he had the my lit agent. He's his lit agent. So it okay. was all kind so of. So I do. I do want to hear about Hell Hath No Fury, like an ex Bible Belter turned New Yorker. I want to get into this with you. But his first blurb <laughs> is by one of the few people who are really persona non grata at the comedy soul. Uh oh. He might be the only person. I don't know if I can <laughs> like think of. That. I don't know if I can think about anybody else. <laughs> There's, there's really when we, my we, bookings dipped a little, I was like, "Is this because <laughs> it says a, char- a charming, funny, resoundingly queer collection of bite-sized stories that go down oh, smooth?" Oh, is this uh, Branham? Branham. It's a perfect summer read. You'll fall in love with Zach Guy Branham. Back to falling in love with me. I think that's <laughs> really the headline here. Now, Guy Branham is the guy who wrote. Is he a friend of yours? We're like Twitter mutuals, and we have the same lit agent. Right, I heard that. By so the way, was, well, you don't you don't have to co-sign this, but Guy Branham is the wrote this guy who wrote this article in Vulture magazine where he accused the seller of being anti-gay and anti-women, although he had never actually been to the seller before. And uh, I think he was confusing the store and the seller. He was no, not. he was not. No, and uh, he said we're we're and it's the the men's club that covered for Louis. I mean, it was just, it was just untrue and spur- spurious accusation. No after, proud of himself. After accusation. Now, to his this credit. Isn't cavil. This ca- is This is caviling, yeah. So, to his credit, I will say he did, co- because I threatened to sue, he came in and did do our podcast. He did? Yes, he did. And 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 he got, I mean, uh, he took a beating. But, to his, and everybody should check it out online. It's one of our best Where podcasts. Where was I? It was before your time. Oh. But, he uh, then, at the end, I offered to let him go on stage in the cellar, and he wouldn't go. And then it gets worse. That's an honor to be asked to. Then when we, because because you 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 don't know me very well, but I'm actually a kind of person who likes to put fights behind me and offer olive branches. And when we had our, um, and I felt like he didn't maybe he didn't know whatever. So when we had our TV show this week at the Comedy Cellar where it was we had political comedy. I asked the producers to contact Guy Branham oh, to nice. see if he would like to do the show because it was perfect for him. And actually, I had checked out his stand-up, and he's funny. Oh, very. Yeah, and you know, and he wouldn't do it. And I thought that was small of him 
and I felt like he'd, he'd rather be able to hold on to this bullshit story he's created about the club than to have to kind of admit, oh, actually, they're all right. I did their show, and you know that he. But he, a lot of people they they don't want to give up mm-hmm. their thing. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, but he is funny. Why did he agree to come on the podcast then? Well, I don't know that this is the reason he agreed. I will tell you, I sent him a podcast. I sent him a, uh, I sent him a, a thing asking him to threatening to sue Vulture and asking him to come on the podcast. <laughs> and 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 they and then he wrote back, "Will you agree not to sue if, if I, I come, come on?" <laughs> hey, that's powerful. I, 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 by the I'm way, pretty sure I got that right. I would like to preface before we get into the book that yeah. uh, Zach Zimmerman. It just dawned on me has a sound alike that works here at the Comedy Cellar. Josh. My voice? Uh, yes, uh, Josh Johnson. And you have Uh-oh. the exact same voice. Josh Johnson. That's yes, so he, there is something there's something very similar, yeah. Really? Uh, I, definitely I, I, tonally lower. I think I, I'm, today I'm a little lower. If we can maybe. The speed and, and tonal range. If we can. I can go up here to you guys if we really want to get to the bottom of this. He really didn't get up high, right? Uh, uh, he, he, but he has a little bit of a New Orleans If you want to play a clip, play a clip. If not, you, okay. uh, listeners can look it up, but that's his. That's your doppelganger, your vocal doppelganger. Yeah, vocal okay, so you were, so let's start from the beginning. So you were born where in the Bible Belt? I grew up in, uh, I guess, technically Bible Belt, I guess, Southern Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, this little valley surrounded by mountains. And, and this was a, uh, a, a religious home? Religious. Dad was a pastor, uh, assistant pastor, and raised me to believe I was going to hell for most of my childhood. So let me, well, let, let me stop you. So this is an interesting question. So in a religious home, yep. how, how sincere is it? Like how much hypocrisy goes on in a religious home? Are there, are, is, is there really a... Is it a is it a legit goodness at heart that mm. guides a religious home? Tell tell us about that. Well, I think we only f- talk about his home. What's funny now? I think my parents don't really go to church, which I think is so funny. They're like so religious, but they just like they practice their religion watching YouTube videos and reading the Bible on their own. I'm like, but you're not part of a community. That's like the best part of a church, like knowing people, going to a barbecue. And so I, I, as a kid, wasn't maybe as tuned into like, well, you said this and you said that, finding the hypocrisy. Now I can start to see a little bit of it. But they were pretty like earnest in everything they believed. That's like, a good word. They were earnest. Oh, a thousand percent. And believed believed literal every word of the Bible in their interpretation and were eager to share it with me so that I didn't burn in hell for all eternity. I mean, everybody finds himself being a hypocrite at one time or another, but that's different mm-hmm. from being a knowing hypocrite, like, a, like right. one of these Jimmy Swagger types who's, you know, cheating people, right? Right, right. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of non-religious people assume that that's where the, all these people are, but I, I have suspected that's not the case. These are just the crooks, like there's crooks in every community. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't think my dad or parents were trying to cheat anyone out of anything. If anything, they were trying to, like, save my life. Like, it was out of genuine love that they believe these things, and they want to pass them on to, like, their By kid. traumatizing. <laughs> all right, well, let me I, I, a couple more questions. Now, a lot of these people, especially the Southern Bible types, are associated with racism. Mm. But racism, at least by the way today, the way Christianity is interpreted today, this is anathema to the teachings of the Bible, racism. So what's your insight? Are, are these people generally more racist than others, or, or are they more loving their fellow man than others? Religious or Christians? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think, um, I think politically sometimes people stir up animosity and point it towards different groups over time. So I think... Uh, hatred's been directed towards black people or towards other folks to distract people from, hey, you're poor and you're suffering. And 
we can't do anything from you. But that mixes the religious and the political, I think, a fair amount. Um, because, because when it came to, like, Jews, for instance, like in my father's generation, the most Christians were the most vehement anti-Semites. Um, but there really is a change. It's not, it's not the way it is now. It's the, the, uh, the, the, the church seems to have really sincerely changed its view about that. Uh, yeah. It seems to me when I when I read about it, I remember ah. when, when I when I was looking into Mel Gibson had that movie The Passion of the Christ, which was based on this really anti-Semitic book by the the, the Dolores uh, I don't remember but anyway, I just remember doing a lot of reading about it at the time and I'm and and coming to the conclusion my goodness these these Christian people really don't feel that way like they really didn't read it as anti-Semitic and they and they really didn't want it to be anti-Semitic they really seem to have internalize the, the kind of well, change from the top. Well, the, the question they, is, 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 the, is I, the question is, is, is it t- telling somebody, whether they be Jewish, whether they be gay, that if you don't change your ways, you're going to hell, so you better change your ways. Is that hateful, or are they trying to help? It can be both. Oh, yeah. Did your family believe that you had to be baptized to go to heaven? Oh, yeah. All so, Catholics go to hell So in our book. And Jews. And Jews, yeah. Sorry. So, okay, so, tell, so does that, so... Hell was very well populated. And what is hell? What is hell exactly? Wait, 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 wait. So what is that? So, so this is interesting. Like, how can you feel that Jews are going to hell, but also love Jews, or, or like, what, what's what, what's the complexity? You're trying to help them not go to hell. Right, right. Love the. They would say, love the sinner, hate the sin. Oh, but they're not even sinners because it's not their fault. They're not baptized, right? Uh, it is, I guess you're punished as an individual, even though it is the sin of Adam that's been passed down that like condemns you to hell for all eternity. See, no, but we're like, we're like the dreamers, <laughs> you know, we brought here, but like, you know, the, right, the, right. the, the dreamers your... are the immigrants who were brought by their parents and now they're illegal. That's us. We're the, we're the, we're the dreamer religion. What it, what is interesting? My parents, well, you can convert. <laughs> you have to tell me where this comes from, but he was, my dad was very big on, like uh, God's been good to America because America defends Israel. At the same time, thinking all Jewish people go to hell, but for he was very pro-Israel in that way. Right, because Jerusalem is also holy to Christ- yeah, yeah. Christianity. Well, You're gonna get mad at me for saying this. I don't like. Is there at no point that somebody's like, guys, this is like nonsense, made up, like <laughs> cockamamie? If I had any courage as a kid, I would have said. Well, that. what was your take? You, you, look I at no, like, Oh, I ate it all up. You knew you horrible. knew you were gay from a young age. I actually didn't experience like queer desire till college. Oh, really? I don't know okay. if it was like super. So at buried, that point, did your parents say, "Look, it was you, Zach." Whoa, whoa, let's back up. You, you didn't experience, you said queer desire? Queer desire. Is that, the, is that, is that the term of art now? Queer? Or whatever. I, there were just, maybe there weren't hot guys in Virginia, but it wasn't until like college with the beach volleyball boys with their shirts off. I was like, so oh, if, wow. If you would like, forgive me, so let's say you were masturbating at, uh, at 14. What were you thinking about? 15, 16. 15. You thinking about women, men? Women. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took him so much longer to come, though. <laughs> the, the first time I came was inside a woman. I will be done. No, first, first time you came, you <laughs> yeah, no masturbate. I didn't really know what masturbate. Would was. you qualify yourself as bisexual then? I'm, I'm leaning there a little these days. How did you not masturbate? I said no. It's a sin. I, got, no. I got an erection, and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. You just found somebody to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating. I always assume that you always know what you're attracted to. I used to get an erection. I watched Star Trek and Hot Aliens. Which one? Oh, <laughs> oh my you're into God. Alien stuff? And I didn't even understand wow. why. Wow. I didn't well, understand why. No, I was attracted to Some aliens. People are into that. Okay. This this is your shocker. <laughs> that, you know, well, you, you maybe he was. Trek, a little bit. Maybe he was. <laughs> that got you going. 
it still does today. <laughs> that music. Maybe he was suppressing it because yeah. he knew right. that That's it wasn't that it's, it's yeah. supposed to be to due. Know. And I'm like, how much was buried? Because when parents don't support or encourage, you want their approval. And so the desire has to, like, I don't know, you have to really want their accept. What you feel has to be bigger than you want. Well, were you aware as a kid that Christianity, according oh, yeah. to that interpretation, was anti-gay? Yes. They told me homosexuality is a sin over and over and over and over and over again. And I didn't know any queer people as a kid. But there your was... parents must have known you were a little zesty. I've asked. <laughs> Wait, zesty is actually the word TikTokers use. Yeah, yeah. Describe. So I got it. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, I've asked. I went home. I was like, Mom, is I into like feminine stuff? She's like, no. My, my, no. my, my 11-year-old daughter... Told me, she, uh, told me that my six. She said, "I have a six-year-old." She says, "Daddy, I think Benny's a little zesty." Yeah, oh, you, you, you're plugged into is eleven Gen Z, or is that even a further generation? She's, she's Gen. Well, I've uh, never heard zesty as a word. It's, to, it's a great word. Oh. I know. I've heard it described like tortilla shit, like you know, like uh, hot and zesty. Uh, <laughs> zesty. Uh, means, I think it means gay, right? Or like a she little. She meant like she meant yeah, yeah. Gay. How many zesty. siblings? Do you zesty have? to me is There's three of us. Let's not all bombard him with questions. Let's keep a nice. Nice, uh, coherent Ooh, wow. through line. Yeah, yeah. Stop asking me interesting questions about my life, and let's talk about the definition of zesty. <laughs> oh, we're done with the definition oh, like of you. zesty. Oh, we've moved on. <laughs> well, Periel's. We, we have to keep it. We have to keep it coherent. Wow. And Silencing women on the podcast. Uh, Dan Adder. Come on, continue your mansplaining, Dan. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, it's not a matter of siding. You know, Perry and I have a podcast that we do together, and she is free to, 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 to guide the conversation on that podcast. But here she's actually technically just a producer. I have an older sister, <laughs> younger brother, younger sister. So when you knew you were gay in college and you, were, you knew that you were going, did you believe you were going to hell and you didn't care because it was just too strong an urge? Freshman year is when I stopped believing in God. Conveniently. When you started... <laughs> believing conveniently when you it did all sort of all it took was kind of like a year away from my family to kind of like start to come into who i am in lots of different ways and i like lost a friend of mine and feel like that shocking stop believing in god as opposed to just uh uh, abandoning that particular religion right i was like the whole thing yeah let's throw it away but then i majored in religion i was like oh i'm actually interested in studying what other people believe so i got into buddhism i took uh yeah i majored in religion and I'm still curious to this day about how people make meaning in their lives, whether it's in organized supernatural beliefs or... I'm with you. There's no... You you believe in God at all? We've had this discussion. Why are you asking me questions to which you know the answer? You know I don't believe in God. Because the listeners might... Well, you could say, Dan, you don't Nobody cares. No, you could say, Dan... You, you're 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 an, you're an agnostic or an atheist. I, I'm probably an atheist. Well, that's what I'm asking. Which one are you? Well, I mean, atheist. Does that mean you have to 100 percent not even consider the possibility of a yes. God? What's more likely, that these UFOs are real or God is real? The UFOs that have been in the news lately. They're both equally as unlikely. But, um, well, I mean, I, I guess there's a— If, if Trump I, knew about UFOs, we would have all heard about I mean, UFOs. Yes. I, I can't bring myself to say that absolutely, without question, there's no God. Then you're agnostic. But I think the word—I'm not sure that the word atheist is used that strictly. I think if you're 99.9999999% sure there's no God, that's— That's what you are? That's more or less atheist. We need a new word. Yeah, and what are you? I believe that something exists. Yeah, we just for sure. Uh, I'm I'm with Zach. I think it's uh, I I would I would stake anything on it that this does not exist. That's nothing. There's I, I think it's possible we come that that we're that our consciousness comes back in some other form. And why do you think that? I think that only because I know for sure that I came into existence once. It happened. 
So I can't rule out that it could happen again in the infiniteness of time and space. Uh, an octopus is conscious. A, a dog, well, I don't know. That it, well, I might come back as an octopus or a dog. Do they assuming, get you assuming going? they're self-aware. What's that? Do octopuses get you going? Get me going? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is hell described? You talk about fire. Like, the, the cover of the book is you're on fire. So is hell described as fire? Hell's hell is separation from God. You are away from God. And yeah, so there is the burning. My dad would tell me this, the burning and gnashing of teeth. And then he would <gasps> act it out. He'd be like, is that sufficiently scary? So much pain to that deter you're, you. When you're a kid? Oh, yeah. You know what would be scary to me? They tell you hell is an eternity. You have food poisoning. <laughs> and you're in the middle seat on Spirit Airlines. No free refill. With, a f with, with food poisoning. Can you imagine <laughs> that horror? An eternity. You're fucking, you're stuck in, and, and it's turbulent. Because I've experienced food poisoning. Uh, on so a plane? I, not in a plane. Oh, God Lord. forbid. A turbulent <laughs> flight will make you believe but in God. But a turbulent God, flight with That's food true. poisoning and the, and the cart is in there. You can't even get to the bathroom and you're bouncing up and down. and you See, I've experienced food poisoning on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> so that's what got you there. Ten I've never, faster. I've never been burned, so I doesn't really resonate with. I okay, I would like to um, request some leeway here. Can we continue so, the? Yeah. The, the, so, so you, so you, you go off to college. Yep. And I'm just saying, so, sorry to there's nothing I can do. You know. And oh, and you go off to college. Thinking, Fire mom and think, mom and dad fighting. Think <laughs> thinking that you are um, a uh, straight. Dude, and then something happens when you realize I have, I'm, I'm to use your word queer, or to use my daughter's word zesty. Zesty. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What was that? You must remember. It's it. very gradual. I oh, started gradual. to. I mean, I hooked up with. I got. I got a blowjob my freshman year. I gave a blowjob. Okay, but, but how did that happen? Year. It wasn't the. It's a big step. You're drinking. Yeah, like, I was pretty drunk. Probably too drunk to like do it, but it happened. And I got a blowjob. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Be and it's better from a man, I've heard. Bet men give better head? Yeah. Well, why only hear it now? <laughs> <laughs> Find out. I hear aliens give. <laughs> An alien will eat your ass out. Oh. Like none other. Well, so, so will uh, a lot of comedians. But then, <laughs> but then event by, by senior year, I'd been on like dates with men. But it's still even. I mean, Princeton's not a super like welcoming environment for queer people. Even there's a non-binary guy who just graduated who's like, yeah, it's like still really toxic because you're getting people that are 18 coming from all across the country. It's not the most liberal place. I mean, it is liberal in a lot of ways, but um, I got called like a faggot my senior <gasps> year by, by a like, Princetonian. Yeah, can you imagine somebody yeah, that goes I, to Princeton? In anger, like a like yeah, like I was the officer of a eating club, and I was like, "Oh, we're closing up for the day." Uh, and he was like, he was drunk too, and being like, "Oh, a faggot in tower! I can't believe that." Because tower is the eating club that was like artsy and political. That is shocking. And then, like a narc, I turned him in. I went Aww. to the <laughs> I went to the LGBTQ center. Hello, I'd like, and I wasn't out at the time, so I was like, "Uh, this person called me a faggot, and I want to just file a report that that happened." I think he just got a, like a slap on the wrist or whatever. Slap on the wrist. Yeah. Is it, now is that is that traumatic to be called a, a, a? No, I think I'm pretty used to it. I haven't been called one in a while, and I am one. Well, I even it's one of my some of my favorite jokes are when I call myself one. It's like funny and provocative, well, and it's one of the few words I can say. If you use the word queer, uh, that is not the same as being gay. I gather there's a reason you have another word, right? 
it, it can morph and change. I think people have been reclaiming queer because it used to be a slur. And then queer also has an element of like activism and politics associated with it, I think, a little bit. The, the problem with the word, this was a little bit there, but just, and, and younger people will not believe that this is true, but it is true, that it was, it was a word that was, um, uh, it really depended who was using it and how. Mm. So my father would say to me about a new waiter, uh, no, he, he's a, and, and, it, it, and it was, it was not in the slightest bit um, derogatory. derogatory. As a matter of fact, gay waiters would say to my, my father, no, man, he's okay. He's a, like, like it was, it was very much. But it, but it, it was it, meant to be humorous, I gather. You don't use that word. It could, it could be humorous. I think but it's it meant was to be definitely humorous. not. It was I've, not like the N word. There was, there was like, it was, ne- it was, it there, was. There's much funnier ways. Lighten the loafers, a little bit of a dandy. But you that, can think of cuter, oh, funny. It. That would be more derogatory oh, than this was. Because in the village anyway, it, which was always the, the, the F word, like it was, was used pretty casually in conversations between gay and straight people to describe, as, as, mm. as, you, would just, mm. as, I'm, as you seem to indicate, it's still used to describe, like gay people. Well, that's not a word that I would ever use. I'm older than you. I'm telling I, you this. I, okay. I'm telling this is when I was, fair enough. This is what it was like when I was a teenager. Unless I was trying to be funny or flippant or something like yeah. that. I, it's not a word that, it's a word that does have a derogatory element. No, it's, to it. it's definitely moved almost to the, to the side of where you, you can't even use it. Oh, yeah. I'll put it in that column. But it was it was canceled for saying it. It was it wasn't it wasn't that way. It really it really was dependent on the context of who was saying it and how. Um, and by the way, you know, you can say gay and mean it ugly. But it was well, I mean, anyway, I, culturally in the village, it was just you'd hear it all the time. Right. You just right. hear it all the time and without anybody saying, oh, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you'd hear it all the time. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But that is beautiful. Well, what about you say you're time. leaning bisexual? Does that are you a practicing bisexual or is bisexuality? It's been a minute. I watch a little straight porn. Okay, but yeah, I haven't hooked up with a woman in a long time. No, it's not, I was not, up with the trans woman in L.A. She is a sex worker, but I we were just on a date and hooked up. But then I did check her rates the next day to see what kind of a deal I had gotten. You know, I, <laughs> is this I, true or is this a This is so true. I got you know, a great I know, deal. I know you think you're all that. Thousand dollars. I know you think you're all that, but I had a free. I know you think you're okay, cool. Sorry, sorry. I had a sex worker take me to Tavern on the Green for dinner. Who paid? The sex worker. Wow. She was off the clock. Damn, that And not only that, but when I went to the bathroom, she said, oh, here's some money to tip the bathroom attendant, which we used to have here at the Comedy Cellar, but I haven't seen him. He didn't come back after COVID. Uh, Ali. I okay. hope he's all right. Nice guy. I tried, I tried the contact. Uh, no, but there was somebody in the underground. I got past post-COVID. There's been somebody. There has been somebody. I, 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 I haven't seen anybody when I was there. And, oh. then, and then I had a girl I met on Match. Maker, which is a website doesn't even exist anymore, uh, and is you know Jewish? we went on a couple. Of, no, no, matchmaker, regular, matchmaker. no, no, <laughs> just a regular uh, web dating site, and. Um, and then, like, she started, like, you know, it was regular date, and then she started, like, hinting that, you know, I could buy her some things, and you know, hey, could you buy me some stuff? And she was basically, she was a sex worker, but um, did you buy her anything? Uh, no, I gave you her. Sure, some, it wasn't Jewish. <laughs> I gave her some. I gave her some some money in exchange for sexual favors. I once sent one someone we were just flirting, and his Venmo account was in his profile, so I sent him five bucks on his birthday as like a little playful gift. But then I was like, "Is this how you become a sugar dad? Is this like the <laughs> beginning of it?" And I then so. I told Mike Rowland, and he's like, "You're not a sugar daddy. You're that boy's uncle. Like <laughs> that five bucks. That's nothing." So, so, so Zach, but, but I want to hear the story. So that you um you had a date with a trans woman. So mm-hmm. and um. 
I mean, this is just interesting to me. You know, to, so I'm presuming this is somebody who had still had the, the the male equipment. Yeah, that's the best part. And um, <laughs> is it, Dan? Well, I mean, if you're going to go in that direction, uh, you know, that just adds a little something different. Little if, you, if you're into that, then uh, now, now when you're having sex with a because Perriel Perriel and I've argued with this, like at Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> when, when, when you are Is having sex, ready? Well, who's the top and who's the bottom? When you're fucking, when you are having sex with a trans woman, do you feel like you're having gay sex or straight sex? Oh, that's interesting. Str- or, I mean, I treat her as a woman, so I guess it would be <laughs> well, you, straight. Mean, yeah, but but there's a penis. But, I, but I'm gay, so I feel like everything I do is a little gay. But there's a penis involved, right? Oh, I see. Well, right, right. But they're a woman, so it's straight. Thank you. That makes me a little bi. I don't know if there's a definitive answer to that question. Well, I, my answer Our is exactly the opposite. Mind. Your answer is you, you come on, you, you come down on the side of it's an absolutely gay thing to do. Well, I, I that's you're putting words, you're putting it in my mouth. Well, I'm, at, but, well, I'm, but uh, my, my my attitude with Perry Ellis, well, this is what it started. She denies it now, but she did say to me that at one time that if you won't have sex with a trans woman. You're you're a bigot, and I'm like, no, I'm attracted to the female body. As a matter of fact, I don't care what she's thinking about. Like, like in other words, she could be having the best gay sex of her life. Like, I'm oh, with you, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if she thinks if if she's psychologically a male, hmm. it's it's irrelevant to me. If 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 when she takes her clothes off, um, this is a female body. That's what I'm attracted to, and if a if I'm and if it's a male body, it doesn't matter to me that they identify as a man or woman. That's that's within their own mind. A phrase she taught me that was helped me was the idea of genital preference. Like you can have a preference. You can prefer. You can. Well, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. You yeah. can prefer penises. You, you can prefer anything you want. You can prefer Asian women, black women. You, you know all. But this is the whole. You place. have a right to. You can prefer tall. You have a men. right to prefer <laughs> anything you want. Exactly. Aliens. I tell you, Zach is adorable. You like a man with a sense of humor. And, uh, yeah. Were I inclined in Here's that direction? some money for the bathroom attendant. Uh, I would. I'll uh, meet you in there. In a Zach little would be if I were inclined in that way. Zach is he's he's adorable. There's no question. Adorable. But yet, don't you think, pe- Nicole? We have people like Jim Norton, who Nicole? and he talks about a lot, who has a trans wife or girlfriend, I don't right? Know, who does not identify himself as gay, and and I know for a fact he's attracted to women. So I so. There's something about this I don't understand, but me personally, right? But I'm t- I care not to be called a bigot because I'm not a bigot. I don't, but think I'm attracted I ever to said that. female bodies, and I don't think it's relevant what somebody's thinking to but, me, right? And as I've tried to explain, explain a trans woman's body is a woman's body. You're saying you're focusing. I have, gen- I have general preference. Okay, okay that's that's the, that, the new like, thing. I feel that honestly, as a fr- it helped me a lot. You, you as I said, you have a right thing. You have a right, right to have any preference you want. Of course, you do. Right? To, to, no, but if you say I don't want to, you, you you at some point you say, listen, I I don't I don't I don't like uh, I don't find black women attractive. You have that right. Right. You have that right. But it sounds yeah, I would, bigoted. I wouldn't it does, leave say, with it, that. Does, <laughs> it does sound bigoted, and I would never admit it if it were the case with me. Uh, but uh, but Candace Owen gets me going. I'll tell you that. So I have an older sister and a younger brother. <laughs> and oh, and are either one of them gay? No, no, no. So far, just me. And so, so the far. one of the interesting things is everyone's failed my parents in some sort of way. Oh, really? My older sister got divorced. I'm gay. My younger sister likes black guys. 
and my younger brother is like oh well, hold on your younger sister likes black guys now why is that why is that fair? in my parents eyes that but why not, not like because i asked you that before no it is interesting i don't think they would say it outright but they've they're they're a little racist my parents That'll be but the title it, of your next book, A Little Racist. A Little Racist. But is do they find that their religion makes them more uncomfortable about their feelings, racist feelings, or less uncomfortable? I would hope so, because it's a religion of love so they, and so everyone. So they feel they're failing their religion yeah. by feeling these racist feelings. I would think so. I mean, there are those that, you know, I mean, obviously slave owners, many of them were Christians, and they oh, figured, right. out, the they figured out a way to get around lives. that. The Bible says slavery's okay, and... Well, God put, you know, the white people over here and the black people over there, so maybe he doesn't want them to mix. I'm sure they can figure out a way to justify it in terms of their religion. Yeah, the Bible was used to condemn slavery and support it. It's like such a powerful document because it has such a history and you can invoke it in any direction you want. You can condemn homosexuality with it. You can condemn homophobes with it. It's but like, your mom's really come around, right? Yeah, I think over time, once they realize like, oh, you might lose me if you don't love me more but do you think they still believe you're going to hell yeah we just don't talk about it i mean but that's a pretty big deal if i thought I know. you know i know they should be like if i down thought the door. if i legitimately <laughs> and and sincerely thought that my child was going to hell it'd be I'd, all you could talk about I'd, I'd have to say look i mean i look what can i say god doesn't like gays i i don't i don't i don't agree with him but that's kind of his position a verse my mom comes you know? back to is raise them up in the way they should be and when they're old they won't depart from you so they think i'm gonna like on my own come back around they tried the hard line strategy of like condemning and repeating it over and well, over according again. to christian doctrine what do you need to do to get back into heaven just simply say stop doing like if 90 years old on my deathbed all... say i accept Jesus Christ, so you can have all Lord the dick you want if you really <laughs> believe it though so just tell them you'll do that that's what's the mind fuck. As a kid, I was doing it, but I didn't hear the voice of God. Or something. My the problem is, heard. you get hit by a so. car and you die instantly. Oh, I know. I need a notice. I need. You know. Yeah. If you know notice. you're going to die, so you. I need a light before I. You die. have to. It has to be sincere. You have to say I'm sorry, and it has to be sincere. You can just kind of mouth the words. God knows, you have to really, really believe it. Oh, that's the tricky part. That's it. I thought. I thought. I thought just saying the words and maybe a prayer and a hail oh, Mary. Abracadabra. Uh, yeah. If you say the right words, I thought it was. Enough. I can't <laughs> promise that if I'm on a plane that's going down, that I'm not gonna, you know, say it a little. <laughs> I mean, it is possible <laughs> just to, to cover your bases, right? Yeah, but you have to believe it. I know. Yeah, I there are know Buddhist that. traditions where you just prepare for your last breath. You're like whole life you're meditating so that you're in a good state of mind when you die because that like dictates where you're going to be reborn. I mean, it you is. You just want to be ready and at peace when you okay. take that final breath. It, it, do you believe, does the Bible, I know the, there's one verse that says a man should not lay with a man as with a woman. I guess that's, is that the entirety of what the Bible has to say about homosexuality? I think it's pretty much it. There's some, Yeah, there's something in like Leviticus. I think that's the main one. And people reinterpret one word to be homosexual when it's actually like sexual immorality or something i mean you the gonna, bible says a lot of things that we like you're not supposed to oh, yeah. like no. you're not supposed to like Shellfish mix like and wool and silk or some but no. i but have a cheeseburger so it seems to me that the christian condemnation of homosexuality is based in part on just people's innate prejudice because oh yeah you know that there's one verse in the bible but there's verses that say all sorts of things and they don't talk about those things so much of life is what you feel a certain way, and then you try to find some like higher order justification for feeling that way. <laughs> I do that with like when I'm jealous of someone, I'm like, oh, I hate them, and then I'm like, they figure out. Well, actually, why. their art, their art is what I don't like. Yeah, they're. But like, that, that's the whole breadth of modern discourse. I here's my position, and now I'm going to figure out why it's right. 
Mm. Global warming, man-made global warming is bullshit, and now I'm going to go online and figure out and just read the articles that back up that position. Right, right, right. It's you not, know. not a healthy way to get to... But that's, ev- but that's how... I mean, I think on both sides of the aisle, most people... Well, you this know, was John Hyde's book was all about. Right. I mean, like, I believe man-made global warming is real, but guess what? If tomorrow... All the experts said, you know what, we made a mistake. We forgot to carry the one in the equation. There's Turns some out reports the- coming out that COVID came from a lab. And I think I'm, that's I'm, like I'm open to all I'm open to So not funny is the wrong word, but it is like such a like, oh my God, <laughs> like we made it such a political like identity thing, what how, what you believed about where it came from, and then to find out the actual truth. Well, I had I had a stupid thought. When this uh, another one, okay, yeah. When this Canadian wildfire smoke was in the air, and you know, you you, you were all here, you could see it. You could see it in the air. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that if, if if COVID was just a little bit visible, thousand percent. If it's just a little COVID haze, that everybody wear their masks. You wouldn't have to convince anybody. Like like, oh, 100%. like just, just the slightest bit. Oh, I get or if it. when you had COVID, you turned a little green or any, something. You just, anything, any kind of visual, anything, yeah. yeah. People, we do, human. That's just proves just how not dumb we are. But like, yeah, we only have our senses, and we're kind of stupid. And so, an invisible disease is going to get us more than a very visible. It's so crazy. It you would wear your too. fucking mask without being asked, right? If right. you just saw a little pink in the air, like yes. no and offense, and if, and if, <laughs> it, was more, it was more scary. I think because of that. I think that's what really. Oh, invisible made it. was more. Yeah, scary. I think the invisible was more scary. To well, be. not to the people that did thought it was. No, it's bullshit. also more deniable. And the, right. the s- slow creep of climate change is makes it a harder villain to that's, fight too. Yeah. It's not like oh, an alien came down and we can all battle it at, together at once. It's like oh, this thing's like slowly chipping away at us. Humans are so denial. We're denial. Our brains have shortcomings, and so we have to build structures that support us and the things we want to do. Because in the moment, we make terrible decisions. And so that's why we have, hopefully, a government that they're debating and putting money towards different things and regulating different industries. Because, uh, yeah, I wouldn't trust me with... I wouldn't trust me with, like, climate change decisions or... No. Um, I read... Sam, I think it was Sam Harris's... An old Sam Harris book. And I identify with a lot of the way he thinks about it. Are that. you a Sam Harris fan? I think so, yeah. I haven't read anything super recently but like the new atheists really spoke to me especially when i was first becoming an atheist i didn't read it but so I, you would I go as far as to call yourself an atheist recently i'm kind of like whatever gets you through the day man now <laughs> you don't like, allow for any possibility in your mind of, uh, of there's uh, something of something i think something i do i think the universe god is the dead name of the universe a lot of people are like surrender to the universe now and i do think there is an element of kind of like there's power in surrendering like Things work out to good. It sounds to me like like Buddhism has had an effect on you. You seem you seem to yeah. be tending towards Buddhism. I do love. I mean, he taught some great stuff, and meditation's pretty powerful. And you meditate not as much as I should, but when I do, I always feel goddamn amazing. I don't like meditation. It lets all the bad thoughts in. Because meditation is by nature, you 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 kind of you're you're you don't you know you don't think of anything. You're not distracted. What you're do you do anything. when you think the bad thought? I have to go back to what distraction. Why, but, your yeah, breath. You go to your breath. Watching TV or, or or reading a book or or something else. But no, you're supposed being to being alone with pass. my being alone with my thoughts. You just let it pass. What what is a mind fuck to me about consciousness is like it's such a bad deal. Someone once was like, okay, hey, do you want the ability to imagine incredible futures, no language, communicate at levels you've never known? But there's going to be a little voice in your ear being like, you're a piece of shit. You're a fucking piece. 
piece of shit. Fuck it. Sorry. For the rest of your life. Like, why do we all have that weird little negative talk track in our heads saying terrible things to us all the time? I don't, I don't have that. Yeah? I don't. Th- I don't By the way, is Nicole here or did she leave? You're never so. mean to yourself? You're sleeping. But, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I have, like, I have self-doubt. Oh, that was stuff. dumb. I shouldn't have said that. Or like, oh, I wish I had said, done this. Or like, yeah, yeah, of course, but I, but I, but I, but I wouldn't say it's a it's a uh, constant drumbeat thing. Yeah, I wouldn't no. I wouldn't describe. I'm not I'm not saying you're on, like, a, on any drugs. Like a, what's that? You on any drugs? No. Have you done ayahuasca? It sounds like that's something no, you would I enjoy very to. much. Or 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 uh, psilocybin. Mike Kaplan did it, and I think it changed who he was. Well, I, I'd be open yeah, I, I hear I hear um, all sorts of things about those drugs. Sam Harris uh, is a big fan of them. That, that psychedelics. No, no, he is. Oh, is he? Oh, Absolutely and, huge. And they're coming around to even LSD. I, I think they're coming around to possible uh, uses of it for for um, mental illness in particular. Um, there is a theory that eating a psychedelic mushroom is kind of what led to humanity. Like a monkey ate a delicious mushroom, and that's kind of expanded our brains and led to us evolving to this. That's not true. It's well, not? I, I mean, maybe think... a theory, but you know that that's okay. not true. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid that Satan will appear to me if I ever do psychedelics in a meaningful way. Did you ever read the, the Mark Twain's short story, The Mysterious Stranger? No. Where Satan comes to him? It's a pretty, you, 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 you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I sit down, and there's a piece in here where I sit down with Satan at like a diner and talk. Oh, really? Well, that's yeah. kind of like the Mark, what Mark Twain's story. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's fun. And, and what, 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 was like, what, was he, what was Satan like? Uh, it, he is very charming. He d- tipped fifteen percent at the diner. Does he look like Brad Pitt in his thirties? Like Al Pacino. It ends with Africa. like an absurdist line that like he reveals his form and he looks like David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well, why. He... I was like, he has to look like. David. But I uh, interview him like a magazine piece and ask him about uh, his history and how he got canceled in heaven. And oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this book is, is is memoir, but it's also got sort of some humor pieces along the some way. Some pieces kind of that you might that you might find in the New Yorker. For exactly, example. I pulled some of my best ones. That's the great thing about writing a book; you can be kind of lazy. You can be like, "Oh, let me take these couple pieces I already wrote, put package them together." But I I spent a lot of work on it, and I'm very proud of it. And if anyone wants to read it, well, they should buy it. Uh, Nicole, is your any... accomplishment to write a book? Can we uh, pull up a, a all clip three of, of you have written books? It's amazing. Can we pull up a clip of When's Josh? yours? I feel like you you could write a well, great book. I don't think so. Noam is too. He's he's just. He doesn't have the motivation. I I don't think I have an interesting story to tell. Well, no, you would write. I never stop you guys. You would write a non. (laughs) You would write a nonfiction book. I don't know what I would write. You would write a book about nonfiction, like a Jonathan Haidt type thing. I don't think I have an interesting nonfiction story. That's ridiculous. And also, Noam's a little bit snooty about memoirs, though. He thinks novels are harder to write. You'd write a novel. I'd what? You'd want to write a novel? No, I. No, he's just. I think they are. Or I think a novel's harder to write. Of course, a novel's harder to write. It's a different. Someone I, told me. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying you're a little well, bit snooty. That's about not them. snooty. If Dostoevsky you, sat down to write his memoir, I think he'd find that easier than writing Crime and Punishment. Yeah, but you're always like, oh, Periel, you just wrote a memoir. You like, did. It's not like a real book. Oh, it's a real book, but it's a real book, but it's not oh, a. Now he's saying that because d- you're here. No, you think he, it's he, harder to. You think it's harder to imagine a world where anything could happen than it is to create a compelling narrative with actual evidence and things that really happened? I think that... Because a memoir is not like a diary, right? Like, you still have to, like, create, like, characters and an arc and a story, and you're still, like, making stuff up. <laughs> there's value in both of them. Yes, I've, she, she, yes, there's absolutely value in both of them. You both, you have to have talent to do either. Both are are interesting to read. Okay, but 
Nicole Clifford. But but like Charles Dickens, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Dickens. He's a, he was a famous <laughs> British author. <laughs> I, I, Charles Dickens creates a whole universe of characters and interplays yeah. and stories, and he creates it. He makes the whole thing up. Okay. That to me is different than well, writing about your dumb childhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, Nicole, can we? Is it possible to get a quick clip of Josh Johnson to compare voices? Uh, then we'll, we'll wrap. Oh, up that's here. hilarious. We got to deal with. I don't it. know. If Someone told me once that Nicole? when you write a novel, people talk about the craft of what you wrote. When you write a memoir, they talk about what happened to you. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, there is a, there. Obviously, there's style in any writing. You can right. write anything. You know. Okay, well, Josh. That's already. Yeah, but I guess he's introducing Josh. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> you know that's already right, Nicole? Here's Josh Johnson. Same voice. Listen. Listen carefully. Hey. He's got a new haircut. Cool. I think he starts with so. Cool. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Sweet. I, uh, I was having a conversation with my friends about how... Uh, they missed before the pandemic, and I know by that they mean 2019, but I'll be honest, I miss random years. All right. Oh, that's enough. Okay. Okay. I think he's from the South, too. Yeah, yeah. As I said, he had, he had a little New Orleans. But this, it. what I'm doing today, is not my stage persona, I don't think. I'm much more like, hey, everybody. We got to wrap it up. because. Okay. We, but Thank I want to ask you, me. only because we have another show after this, but I want to ask you a question. Do you have any response to the Jocelyn Chia incident? Oh, poor girl. Jesus Christ. I only followed a little bit of it. I thought it was interesting. I, or can I, can I ask you a question sure. about it? I was interested in the decision or what the process asking her to take it down was like. I didn't ask her to take it down. Oh, there's some article that. Oh, the New York that, Times, I think. I think, said at the request of the comedy. Yeah. Thing. And that caught my ear because I was like, no, I'm sorry. And the New York Times article, I believe, like, said that. Free speech advocate. Oh, so. no. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I, maybe I didn't. Or maybe wait. somebody else. No, I, okay. what happens is they're supposed to, they're supposed to, um, I'm going to tell a story in the next hour or two. They're supposed to run these clips by me before they post them. Right, right, right. And they didn't run this one by me. And I wouldn't have posted it. Oh, really? You because, would have flagged that it Because would I would have, this. I would have sensed that, because, you know, the club is artistic expression, and I'm very reticent to, uh, reluctant to, um, you know, I- intervene in what you guys say. Instagram is a promotional thing, and it has to, it has to be a smart thing. But it's idiotic to post something you think is going to be lead to bad publicity, right? So when I saw this, I said, "Why would you post it?" It actually invites the customers to leave bad reviews. He actually puts the five stars up on the goddamn video. Like it's, it's like, it's like daring the customer. Oh. So, so I, I flipped my lid. Not that I could have ever imagined it became what it became, An which, international which actually flipped and actually might even be good for the club. But yeah, right. right. And when I first, I said, what the fuck? You know, like, so I, so I, I took it down off our Instagram and then I asked Danny to send her a new version of the clip that was not branded by the comedy seller. Oh, without says, teasing you the to review. Yeah, yeah. It still says it's still the comedy seller sign. Gotcha, gotcha. And my answer is like it's her business. I I'm not gonna tell you. But she. no call to action. Yeah, no call to action. And no like comedy seller logo on, on our in other words, this is your clip, Jocelyn. None of my business what you do with your clip. The fact that this is our club, I I understand it can still lead to negative response to the club simply because it's obviously the comedy seller, because that big sign is behind you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel I had a right to take it that far. Now, I said, you're right. It, it's her It's her performance, and she's free to do with it what she wants. Even if it's bad for me, I got to suck it up. 
I just asked Danny to give her a, a clean version, a mm-hmm. vanilla version of her own clip, but, yeah. rather than uh, make it just seem Just without, like, like, the seller frame. But the comedy yeah. seller yeah, yeah. Instagram account is another matter. Yeah. That yeah. you have every right to. And you to, made a good point, too, that something on a stage in a club is different than you drinking your morning coffee and watching. Like, the same joke read on your phone at 9 a.m. can hit different than being like in a room at 10 o'clock. Well, when think, you have an idea of the persona of the character too, like, oh, this is a bad boy. Like a lot of the comics here have like a bad boy persona and it's like tongue in cheek a little and you're not saying there's things There's an entire vibe to, yeah. to, to, and this is not just comedy. I'm going to say like in music, sometimes you're in a band, you're playing a song really, really fast. The audience, and then you listen back to it the next day, what the fuck, it's so fast and frantic. But mm. in the moment, it was awesome. You, if you listen to like some James Brown live recordings, it's fucking breakneck speed. It's nothing like he released the records, but in that time and place, it works. If you listen to a recording of yourself having sex over morning <laughs> coffee, you're like, what the was fuck, I am I out of my mind? But in the moment, is that, and, and, and so comedy... You're drinking, it's late now, you say something naughty. Oh, no, you didn't say it. And right, it's, right. It's, well, that, it's a that guilty being pleasure. Said, that being said, the Malaysians in the crowd were every bit as infuriated. I don't, I don't believe they were every bit as infuriated. They probably didn't like it. But, no, right. they, they were like sort of, it was like a riff. Like it was like back and forth. I don't think they were actually infuriated. So, so I'll, I'll just give another example. So like, uh, but this is the, the vibe of, and the culture of comedy. So when my father was, um, I don't know, 48 hours from dying, I was at the back table and I told Nick DiPaolo, I said, yeah, my, I, don't, I don't think he's going to last another day or two. And Nick says, who gets the Lexus? My father drove a Lexus. And we all burst out laughing because within our kind yes, of world, yes. that's funny. That's love. It's love. And, 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 even, and within like comedians, that's the way they relate to the world. Everything is a premise in its own way. It doesn't matter how sacred it is. Nothing is sacred because we all want... And, and the, the audience sometimes can be invited into that vibe. As I, mm-hmm. But like, as I said in the time thing, but when you just clip that out and you put it, it just, it's jarring. And then if you're Malaysian, and this is apparently a very, very sensitive issue for them in a way that we can't understand. But I mean, they have Interpol on the case. You saw this? Mm, yeah. yeah. So obviously, um, you know, it is what it is. But what do you mean in a way that we can't understand? Like, we had September 11th. Like, we can understand that there are horrible events that have killed. Well, okay. So if, if we saw a clip of a Malaysian comic making fun of September 11th at, and it was still close to us, that would be bad enough. But we still do have the cultural understanding that people can say outrageous things. We don't think it's a, that a crime has been committed. Right. you got to call the police. There's certain... As, That's I, interesting. As, as I've said, all oh, right. Like, what is is there a stand up culture in Malaysia? Yeah. So, so in, in the in the uh, in, in the Arab world, when they when um, they threw a shoe at President Bush, you know, you're old enough to remember this. Exactly. But, and we we learned that uh, showing the bottom of your foot, right, to, right, right, is it's like this they, the height of disrespect, the height of disrespect. Like they can't even process it, and that's a that's a Pavlovian response, and Pavlovian responses are real. But we can't really identify it with it. I'm saying they're having some response over there to the just the notion of saying something disrespectful. Forget about mm-hmm. what's even that. You just don't say things like yes. that. Yes. That's like showing the bottom of your foot. Yes. We are not, that's not our culture. That's right. I mean, you don't have a whole fucking country uproar like this. Obviously, we have to look at that and say, you could not 
recreate that reaction in America, no matter what was said. That's right. You just couldn't do that. Do we have any taboo that we could You You just could not get that to happen. So you have to, there's no point in judging that. It is what it is, right? That's all. Okay. Um, Although I think it's, I think Jocelyn certainly knew that she was leaning into something. Well, that's what we're going to ask her right. in the next hour. Okay. You're welcome to hang oh, out. She on? She's coming. If you want to hang out? Oh, yeah, talk. that could be. Nice. Do we have enough mic? We got it. We need to uh, put another mic in. He can get a uh, mic right doesn't next to <laughs> No, no. Probably doesn't need her mic. No, no. Let's wrap it up. Okay, get set up. thank you, everybody. Podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Bye-bye. Is bye. it hot in here? Uh, is it hot in here? Zach Zimmerman, pick it up wherever fine books are sold or a and local uh, queer bookstore. Uh, uh, happy to have him here. Happy to have him here.